Hello, everyone. Thanks for downloading this episode of Undercooked Analysis. Uh, this is actually a recording we took live from our panel at OhioCon this year. The panel consisted of myself, Kayla, Chelsea Comer, Dead Pallet, and Sober Dwarf, who, many of whom I had the pleasure of meeting at the con for the very first time. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Keep in mind, there's some visual stuff that happened that makes more sense if you watch it on video. For example, the lights flickering on and off a lot. That was a weird coincidence. Hmm. Also, no one got to see the strange, tall, terrifying-looking man standing in the back of the room with no face. That was also kind of weird. But anyway, oh, you can't even see that on the video either, can you? Hmm. Well, regardless, I wanted to thank everybody for your continued support of Undercooked Analysis and Midnight Marinara. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to go to Ohio and meet some of my closest friends, uh, see some of them again, and get to... Uh, fill a room with 75, 80 people. This was one of our biggest panels yet, and uh, hopefully it will continue to grow from here. Anyway, that's all I have to say on that, so please enjoy this episode of Undercooked Analysis with my gratitude. And I think, uh, looking at the time, it is now 9 p.m. on Friday the 13th. How appropriate for this sort of panel, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to the Midnight Marinara panel. Uh, this is uh, our first time doing this panel out of, um, out of our home state of California. So we've been made to feel pretty welcome here so far. So thank you, Ohio. We appreciate it. Um, I am David King. I am the... Uh, creator and uh, mastermind behind this uh, podcast. And what we do is essentially we take uh, horror fiction from around the internet and sometimes a few bits of classic literature. Uh, A lot of the stuff we do is more popularly known as creepypasta. And we adapt them into audio dramas and radio plays, sort of like you would hear back in the day, but with some more modern twists. So I think it's just because... um, as is appropriate, um, this place is haunted. <laughs> Clearly something is messing with the lights. Oh my we'll... God. <laughs> Sophie is adequately concerned. I mean, we, we don't know, we'll, we'll never know what's doing that much as we'll never know who was phone, really. Who was phones? Or who was lights? Who was lights, me. So we're gonna go ahead and entertain you guys for the next um, 55 minutes or so with some uh, spooky stuff and maybe some fun banter. But let me introduce you to the people involved. Of course, you guys already know me at this point. I'm David King. I made this, it's what I do. All right, anyway. Before we begin, who here is a fan of Midnight Marinara? Raise your hand. Oh, we got a bunch of people yeah. to win over tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Who here is a fan of creepypasta? Raise your hand. Awesome! Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Who likes scary stuff in general? All yeah. Yeah. Awesome! This is our type of people. True. Some hands didn't go up, so I'm just going to assume you're here because it's a place to chill out. Significant others. <laughs> yeah. That, there's that too. And... Thank you for being here regardless. It's obviously here for me. <laughs> oh. If you get too spooked, the exits are right there and right there. Locate them now. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Kayla Berry. I am the producer of Midnight Marinara. So, hi. Hi. 
I'm Alan Cheney. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Chelsea Comer. I'm the artist. The artist. I'm Dead Palette. I also write stories outside of Midnight Marinara. Uh, so I guess I'm like designated writer. I yes. think I've written the most stories for the show. Yes, you, you have. The most originals besides me. Yes. You yes. have written, yeah, you have written the most original stories on Midnight Marinara. They're original, all right. We do do originals every so often. Ah, why you Hi, I'm Silverdorf. I am only a guest on Midnight Marinara. However, they wanted me to channel Alan Cheney's spirit, so he'd be here in spirit, so. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Alan Cheney is another co-host for the show, and sadly, he could not be here. Because he died. Because <laughs> he dies. He will be the next creepypasta. He, uh, the next creepypasta will be written about him in his honor. Are you controlling the lights? <gasps> oh, my oh my god! god. Alan <laughs> Thank you. So, what we like... Oh. We should probably explain that we have two shows. Yes. The fun part of this, too, is like... I don't even necessarily need this mic. Do I? No. Okay, kind of use it because we are recording this shit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the thing we like to do, uh, we have two sort of, the show started out just as the audio dramas and the radio plays, and what I just played for you guys was actually sort of our pilot episode. Since then, we've done 54 episodes, most of them way longer than that. Uh, there will be more in the future, a little more sporadically, but they will happen. And they run the gamut from being silly to actually genuinely scary. Uh, however, the other show we do on, under the same umbrella is called Undercooked Analysis. And what we do is under no, with no script, no plan, and no filters, we cold read stories that are, that are given to us. And in the midst of it, just kind of analyze whether the stories are working or not in terms of being horror fiction. Or just being ridiculous fiction. Who knows? It really depends on what we're reading. But uh, to start with, I thought we'd do something more in the radio play vein of things, and then move into some of the more undercooked analysis end of things. So we'll start with something maybe a little more classic, and then move into something completely nuts. Yeah, and I, we picked out a story that we think exemplifies everything good about creepypasta. Some of you are probably familiar with this one. Maybe we should just dive into it? Yeah. All right, one moment. Go ahead and start us off, Silver. If you need it. You need two, you need two flat, there we go. All right. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think, on, it's, yeah, I think it's time to you, turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Turn them back off. <laughs> really, it's not spooky enough. There, there we go. go. Just keep it there. Keep them low enough to keep it sexy. There we go. <laughs> I'm already here. We don't need any more sexy. Mm. All right, ready? Bring it back. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Net Nostalgia Forum, Television, parentheses, local, Sky Shale 033. Does anyone remember this kid show? It was called Candle Cove, and I must have been six or seven. I never found a reference to it anywhere, so I think it was on a local station about 1971 or 1972. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station, but I do remember it was on at a weird time, like 4 p.m. Mike Painter, 65. Now, it seems really familiar to me. I, I grew up outside Ashland, and I was nine years old in 72. Handle Cove. Was it about pirates? 
I remember a pirate marionette in the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl. Sky Shales, you're a 33. Yes! Okay, I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looked like he was built from parts of rather dolls, real low budget. His head was an old porcelain baby doll. Looks like an antique that didn't belong on the body. I don't remember what station this was. I don't think it was WTSF, though. Jaren, 2005. Sorry to resurrect this old thread, but I know exactly what you mean, Sky Shale. I think Candle Co. ran for a couple months in 91, not 92. Uh, I was 12 and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was Channel 58, whichever station that was. My mom would let me switch to it after the news. Let me see what I remember. It took place in Candle Cove, and it was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called the Laughing Star, and Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easy, and there was calliope music constantly playing. I don't remember the girl's name, Janice or Jade or something. I think it was Janice. Sky Shale 033. Thank you, Jaren. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the laughing stock in Channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with the lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea and it had that awful Ed Wynn voice and laugh. I especially remember how jarring it was when they switched from the old wooden plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head that talked. Mike Painter, 65. <laughs> I remember now, too. Do you remember this part, Sky Shale? You have to go inside! Sky Shale 033. Ugh, Mike, I got a chill reading that. Yes, I remember. That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place he had to go into, like a cave or a dark room wherever the treasure was. And the camera would push in on the laughingstock's face with each pause. You have to go inside! With his two eyes askew and that flopping foam jaw and the fishing line that opened and closed it. Ugh, it looks so cheap and awful. You guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Kevin Hart. I honestly, honestly thought the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when this show was on. Nightmare fuel. Jaren, 2005. That wasn't the villain, the, the puppet with a mustache. That was the villain's sidekick, Horace Horrible. He had a monocle too, but it was on the top of his mustache. I used to think it meant it only had one eye. But, but yeah, the, the villain was another marionette, the skin taker. I can't believe they let us watch that back then. Kevin Hart. Jesus H. Christ, skin taker. What kind of a kid show were we watching? I seriously could not look at the screen when the skin taker showed up. He just descended out of nowhere on his strings, just a dirty skeleton wearing that top brown hat and a cape. His glass eyes that were too big for his skull. Jesus Christ almighty. Sky Shales, you're 33. Was this hat top and cloak all sewn up crazily? Was that supposed to be children's skin? Mike Payne, 65. Yeah, I, I think so. Remember his mouth didn't open and close, his, his jaw just slid back and forth. I remember the little girl said, why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look up at the girl, but at the camera and said, to grind your skin. Sky shows your 33. I'm so relieved that other people remember this terrible show. 
I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had where the opening jingle ended, the show faded in from black, and all the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each other's faces, and they were just screaming, and the puppets and marionettes were flailing spastically and just all screaming, screaming. The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times for that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. Kevin Hart. I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I remember that was an episode. Sky Shells, you're a 33. No, 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 no. Not possible. There's no plot or anything. I mean, literally, just standing in place, crying and screaming for the whole show. Kevin Hart. Maybe I'm manufacturing the memory because you said that, but I swear to God I remember seeing what you described. They just screamed. Jaren, 2005. Oh God, yes. The, the, the little girl Janice. I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his, his jaw creaming wildly. I thought it would come off its hinges, so I turned it off and that was the last time I watched. I, I ran to tell my brother and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on. My pair, 65. I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s, when I was 8 or 9, and she remembered a kid's show, Candle Cove. She said she was surprised I could remember that, and I asked why. And she said, because I used to think it was so strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, Mom. And then you would turn on to TV static and just watch dead air for 30 minutes. You have a big imagination for your little pirate show. Who here has heard that story before? Nice. Anyone who has never heard that story before? Oh, wow. All right. We should probably say what the name of that story is. So that story is just simply titled Candle Cove. Um, if any of you guys are familiar with um, the uh, adaptation that exists on uh, Sci-Fi, Channel Zero, yeah, this is where it came from, and clearly the source material is better than what ended up happening in the thing. But that's our, that's my opinion. Oh. And my opinion, and the right one. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. <laughs> we like this story because it exemplifies what creepypasta should be about. Now, there, there's, there's a little bit of, just like a little bit of gore in this, but it achieves a lot with just making you think in, the, in that little twist at the end. And it is something that can only happen in the internet age of these people uniting on this forum and having a conversation. So it's not built like a traditional story. It's these posts on a, on a forum, and they're just having this conversation. And that's what the story is. Exactly. This is another one we also uh, performed on Midnight Marinara. This is actually what we did. Um, when did we do this one? This was the reason. We did, we, uh, we did this for our thousand K special. Yeah, we hit we hit one K, and uh, we were pretty excited about that. So we uh, figured that was a good reason to uh, cover this one. Um, but honestly, it's um, it's it's a big it's a it's a big favorite from among among the group here, and uh, I think a good way to exemplify what the, the best parts of creepypasta are. And it can be a bit of a mixed bag, of course, which is, of course, why we have undercooked analysis as well. Um, do we want to maybe address maybe what is and isn't creepypasta? 
because uh, Jed Pallet here, um, when he joined me on the Undercooked Analysis, he it was initially a guest thing. He became sort of my co-host and partner in crime on that one, and brought a little bit a, a little bit of a clearer understanding of what is and isn't creepy pasta. Yeah, so I'm a giant nerd about <laughs> what is and isn't creepy pasta, and a lot of creepy pasta is centered around like icon characters like Jeff the Killer and Slenderman and these kinds of characters. And we think that those characters have their place as their own thing, but we like these stories that are more subtle than that, that are just weird and bizarre and kind of give you cold chills. And it's kind of hard to talk about in a short form, but I think we're going to um, address some of the tropier things with these things that are in front of me. Should, should we do that? Yeah, let's move, right, let's move right into it. Uh, these are stories that we have never read before. We're diving into them completely blind, and we're going to kind of maybe pull them apart a bit while we're here. So um, it's going to be hilarious, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so I picked out four different stories, and I thought I would read the crowd on this. So a common trope in creepypastas are haunted gaming uh, cartridges. So this started with Ben Drown. Raise your hand if you know what Ben Drown is. I'm assuming most people know what Ben Drown is. Uh, ben Drown was really successful. I think most of us here really like Ben Drown, even if we have like a few nitpicks. That's a really solid story. I actually heard of Ben Drown before I even knew what creepypasta was. That's how big same, it is. Same, same. So what we're going, so since that was so successful, a bunch of people have tried to copy that lightning in a bottle with varying degrees of success. And so we, we have some stories here that we're going to read relating to that. Um, we have one entitled Lying Within. Um, we have one entitled, I'm sure this one everyone knows, Pokemon Black. Um, we have Shadow Link in Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> I think we're, okay, all right. What's the, what's the fourth one? It's called Memory Card, and I think, I think it's another um, Metal Gear Solid one. At a previous panel, we capped it off reading a story called Metal Gear Solid, Solid's Fate, and um, it was hilarious. So It was so bad, I was weeping in happy tears, crying, laughing on stage. Let's see if we can emulate that. Okay, so we got a lot of groans on uh, Shadow Link Shadow in Soul Calibur 2. So I think we're, we're going to go with that one. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to go, are, are we all four going to read paragraphs? Yes. Yeah. All five of us, rather. Okay, so we're going to go back and forth reading paragraphs, and in between each paragraph, we're going to assess its quality as we go along. So, uh, David, do you want to start us off? And then we'll just go this way. Alright. So this is uh, Link's Shadow in Soul Calibur 2 by Zell. And I just want to mention real quick here, despite the fact that we do this in, in jest, we, we poke fun at the story. We never want to poke fun at the, uh, the authors themselves. Usually authors are anonymous anyway, but we will pull the story apart. We will do absolutely that. But we're never going to say, oh, the artist isn't writer is such and such. But anyway. We've had quite a few people actually come to us and ask us for help, like young people, like 13-year-olds writing their first horror story, 
and we try and give them the best help we can to point them in the right direction. Best advice I can give right now to this whole room, uh, if you have a blank The Killer story, <laughs> probably might want to retool it a little bit. Just saying. Okay, just remember, um, every, the, many great authors and many great uh, creative people, even the most successful ones have had have done bad things in their life. Let's just look at George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, for example. <laughs> All right, but without further ado, listen, this isn't some random creepy story. I'm done. <laughs> <sighs> I told you I picked out some gems. This is not a creepypasta. Yeah, oh, you, were supposed to, you were supposed Sorry, to Sorry guys, there's, there's been a mistake. Okay, we, that's why we have backups. Okay, good. So, what, oh, hold on. This is serious. All right, we'll take it seriously. Call me crazy. Or superstitious. Or whatever. I know what happened, and I wish I could forget. Okay, let me calm down and start from the beginning. First, my name is Carter, and I'm a pretty serious gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but after a recent event with a certain game, I think I might have to change my habits. So his name's Carter. Already my headcanon is that he's Jay-Z. <laughs> this is Jay-Z, and he really likes Soul Calibur too. It all started about two weeks ago. I grew bored over the weekend and didn't feel like playing, playing any of the games I owned, being that I beat all of them. So I decided to mess around on my computer, trying to entertain myself. And just when I thought there was nothing to do, my friend, John, contacted me on Skype. He said he found an emulation for Soul Calibur II. He said he got, he got for me out of a return for a favor. <laughs> a weird way to word that. He knew I couldn't find it on any console I owned, and that it was his all-time favorite game. I begged him to send me the file ASAP. Once the game was downloaded, I immediately started it up. It's not hard to find emulations of games. Like, every single game out there has been emulated now. Yes. Why, why is he freaking out over this? <laughs> Once the game started, it opened with its original intro cinematic. It showed all the characters, but Link for some reason. You want, you want to reread that just so people know that that's exactly what that said? <laughs> <laughs> it showed all the characters, but Link for some reason. So are they saying that it showed every all the characters, comma, but Link. but Link for some reason? Maybe all the models were replaced with Link. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like all of the characters doing their like motion capture, but it, they were all Link. Right, and they were all going, yeah. That it is emulation in that case. Maybe, yeah. maybe their surprise Link wasn't in this game for some reason. I was that Link only in like the special edition? He was in the GameCube version. Game game yeah, right there. It seemed to have skipped his scene. I shrugged it off and skipped off to the start scene. The only thing I seen that was different was that the announcer's voice didn't come on and say, Soul Calibur 2, as usual. Remembering that it was an emulated game, I discarded the thought, figuring whoever had the game first must have cut those things out. Alan! <laughs> Alan, how could you? Are you safe? How could I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, person that's supposed to represent Alan. Oh no. I can't channel, uh, channel his spirit anymore. I can't channel Jamie. <laughs> oh, 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 too much. Okay.
Just set there, stop. Oh, this one doesn't work. Moving onwards, I went to the arcade mode and looked at the list of characters. As usual, they were all there. Taki, Nightmare, you sung all of them, including Link. I hovered my cursor over each character. <laughs> seeing, uh, seeing their full forms, just for fun. But once I got to the end and landed on Link, the game crashed. I groaned in disappointment. Damn game. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> I said to myself, starting it up again, I was worried that, it wouldn't, that I wouldn't be able to use Link. He used to be one of the best characters in the game. So I'm thinking this is like a Chinese bootleg and not so much a copy of the game. <laughs> Also, he's spending a lot of time on the most boring, inane details possible. Like, I was, I turned on the game. I moved the cursor around. It's like, okay, we don't, we don't need to hear all of this. All right. Yes. Once I rebooted the game, it started to get a little glitchy. Now, the cinematics was playing really slowly. The music slowed, and it, and also started to warm up. I ignored this. And, and just skipped. Mr. Illiterate, I think you mean it started to warp. You can't tell. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I ignored this and just skipped right to the menu. Again, I again went to the arcade mode and picked Ivy. The first match came up Ivy versus Nightmare. I hit the X key on my keyboard. Jesus Christ. Just step away. Just step away. Fuck. Thank you, Mr. Eckhart. Quick hand to our man for trying to rain the lights. Thank you. But sir, um, you're a great light wrangler, but you are no exorcist, so we're just gonna have to live with that for now. I can't get holy water in this place. I don't know why. <laughs> Power Christ compels you. Power Christ compels you. I have a feeling I know who's responsible, but uh, I'm just gonna leave that be for now. I don't think it's Alan. It was whoever phone was. I hit X on my keyboard, just like the GameCube. Doing this makes a character say a line like, out of my way, or something. But when Ivy spoke, her voice was muffled almost. I tried to make out what she said, but couldn't. Once the match started, the announcer wasn't hurt again. He didn't say anything about a warrior or some cheesy wisdom line. Souls and swords. I never understood those cheesy lines. But the music again slowed and warped. I found it a bit annoying, but proceeded on with the match. It, uh, once it started, I proceeded to deliver a healthy beatdown on Nightmare. <laughs> because I am a professional gamer. Ivy... No, it didn't really say that part. But I love that, you, that someone in the crowd believed that it said that part. Uh, Ivy's fighting was quick compared to his and made him easy to beat. I celebrated a bit and moved on, excited to keep playing. They're always so clueless. They're just like, oh, this is weird and clearly broken, but I'm so excited to keep going. Also, who celebrates after winning the first match of a fighting game? <laughs> <laughs> I beat Robot Boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
I'll admit, everything was going great. I beat Taki, Talon, Necrid, and Cassandra. I was on a roll. Then the six match in a row started, and it looked like I was going to fight Link. But once the characters' shadows came up, the game crashed before they loaded. But as it did, I looked over at Link. Just before the game went out, he seemed to have red eyes. Oh my, oh my god! What <laughs> You alright? <laughs> are, are they hyper-realistic eyes? I mean, Shadow Link never had red eyes before. Oh, gee, alright. I've heard of applause breaks, but like, we're gonna need groan breaks. <laughs> let's keep it, let's keep it flowing. Alright. I was unsure at first, being that it was just a short glimpse, but all the same, I started the game up with just one more time. I went to versus mode this time. I figured I'd do a quick fight before quitting. As I scrolled through the characters again, a strong feeling of concern came over me for some reason. I scrolled over to Link. I made sure to look closely at him before the game crashed once again. Again, I get just a glimpse of him before the crash. It was then that I had an idea. I loaded up the game one last time and went to arcade mode. I hovered one finger over the print, print screen key before hovering over Link's picture. I quickly slammed the print screen key, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> just before the game crashed. I went to Photoshop on my desktop and posted the screen cap. To my surprise, I seen that right before, right about, uh, it's, I seen that I was right. <laughs> That is not me, that is totally what this is saying. Uh, about having red eyes. I tried to adjust the quality image to better see it. Then I seen that everything about Link, but his eyes were black. Whoa. His clothes, skin, hat, sword, everything. Okay, I gotta pause you. You know, he could have just easily said, I print screen capped it and then looked at the image. We didn't have to go step. By step, by step of screen screen. No, but there was there was a Freudian slip in there of then I went to Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> but what got me worse was his position. Oh. <laughs> Usually the characters face to the left or right, depending on which side you were on and which player you were. But Link. Dot 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 dot. <laughs> was looking right at me. Dun, dun, dun. That was good harmony. <laughs> to be honest, this freaked me out. <laughs> I quickly deleted the image, thinking it was just my imagination. I looked at the time on my monitor. It was late. <laughs> I hadn't noticed how tired I was till I gave a long yawn. I closed the game, shut down the computer, and went to bed, most likely by closing his eyes and allowing REM sleep to... All right, well, clearly we're just going to be reading monster paragraphs from this point forward, so brace yourselves. Oh, hold on a second. No. 
All right, come. The, the, no, it's... The, the next part is a... Yeah, we got some dialogue. No, it's, but... a, it's huge. You have no idea. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, God, you're yeah, distracting me. me. But he's like, to be honest, that scared me. And not much scares me. I'm a professional gamer. I do the YouTubes, and I play the game. Here's my handle. I'm surprised I didn't get in there. All right, hold on. So this going to take... The next morning, I awoke thinking about Link from the game. I tried to recall the events of the game and figured that the night was getting to me. Link's shadow? That was a weird notion. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Told ya! Okay. <laughs> I logged back into my Skype afterwards, finding my friend was still on. Hey, I said to him. Hey, he said. <laughs> Is the game working right for you? It won't start up for me. Works just fine on my end. It's just that link won't load. I told him, every time you try, the game crashes. Weird. <laughs> Where did you say you got that file from again? Uh, it was in a file I found on this new computer I got. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's a... I also found this weird file called barbie.avi. <laughs> oh yeah, you did say you got a new one. Where from? This pawn shop. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the asshole clerk said it was clean, but then I found the game on it. Surprise, it works for you. Uh, uh yeah, well... I guess that's all I wanted to know. Okay then, see you. <laughs> <laughs> see you. <laughs> we ended the talk there. I said, I sat and thought about what he said. The game wasn't working for him? If it was on the computer, it should have. Just missing the thought, I decided to play the game again. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that Br'er Fox won't stop out talking about marrying my mom, but I couldn't resist the lure of Splash Mountain going on again. You're gonna kiss a hundred times, Ryan. <laughs> when I tried to open the game, a small window popped up saying, You don't have enough disk space to run the program. Please clear out drive. That was odd. Didn't have this problem last night. I went through my computer to delete anything that I wasn't using. Of course, there wasn't much, but the si there wasn't. A, okay, a serious gamer, but there's not much on your computer. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. It probably keeps every other file on like a terabyte portable hard drive or something. You know, all the <laughs> porn and. But they're all on different hard drives. Yeah. <laughs> As a resident pro gamer that checks out. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Finally, I decided to check my pictures. I knew there was nothing in there to delete, but I checked anyway. What the hell? I said, seeing the pictures. There are screenshots of the game. Or, more, or to be more specific, screenshots of Link. But again, it was the Link shadow skin. Red eyes, black skin, and attire and everything. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Attire. 
No, oh, like attire. Like like a tire. Like a, a tire. Like what you're wearing. The, the sad part not, is not not like the tire for a car, guys. It's like what the, it's like what the it's like what the handsome gentleman in the back there is wearing. What what gentleman? <laughs> where where was the darkest when you needed? Yeah. So he, got he, he wasn't. He wasn't here before the lights went out. <laughs> there were at least twenty pictures. Some were the same. Link's shadow posing as the character select. The rest of them were attacking different characters in the game. Quickly, I deleted them all, but saved one to show my friend. So yeah, that's smart. <laughs> When I went back on Skype to tell my friend he wasn't on, he must have went to work. Okay. I stayed logged in and looked at the one picture I saved. It was like the screen tap, screen cap I took last night. Link looking dead at me. The picture's name was just a bunch of random letters and numbers. Just from finding all this crap on here it disturbed me. I closed the image and started the game up again. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Curious to see if I could play as Link, judging from the pictures. Once the game started, I went back to the arcade mode and went to select Link. To my surprise, the game, the game didn't crash. Link also came up as himself. Upon selecting him, he did his usual strike, but something was wrong with his voice, too. It was muffled, but I could still make out what he said, and it sounded like, Help. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at, right? Here? Uh, right here, okay. <laughs> My first fight was against Ivy. You kind of have an obsession with Ivy, but... Uh, when I started it, Ivy just started moving backwards, as if hopping to get away from Link. trigger that? Yeah, I can't okay. tell. That's weird. Okay, sure. Uh, no. I, st hmm. I still went ahead and attacked anyway. She, of course, fought back, but I was too good at the game to lose. Because <laughs> he's a serious gamer. He is a pro ninja. Hours passed till I reached the final boss. The usual cutscene played, but instead of Inferno appearing, it was Link's shadow. Sometimes it's Link's shadow, and sometimes it's Shadow Link, and that is really bothering me. Well, maybe it's like, one is Shadow Link, and the Link shadow is the Shadow Shadow Link. Okay. <laughs> Shadowception. Okay. Maybe they're two different characters, and this is all just a red herring. Uh, Where'd he go? He's over there. Oh. That's not going to pick up on camera, but there, there, there is a spoopy guy in the back of the room. Uh, even uh, being early graphics, early graphics, it was like 2005? <laughs> even being early graphics, I couldn't see what I was, uh, I guessed was horror on Link's face. As soon as the match started, Link seemed to take control and backed away from his doppelganger, like Ivy did. Link's shadow seemed to have Link's usual moveset, but he was faster and stronger. 
One strike. He's the first be... member of the DK crew. <laughs> then, You're welcome. Then Donkey Kong Shadow showed up. <laughs> one strike took ju uh, took just one fourth of my health bar away. Not just, that's a lot of health. Just is misplaced here. I soon enough regained control of Link and countered evil one. Encountered evil one. I'm not reading that wrong. No. Okay. As I soon enough regained control of Link and countered evil one. He soon, uh, he took the usual amount of damage. I tried to block all of his attacks and attack when I saw an opening, but that didn't work. He was still too fast. We need appropriate music for the dramaticness of this situation. Let's see if this is, this might be just hammy enough. Should I wait? Oh, there we go. After Link's shadow took down my last drop of health, he didn't stop. Even when the announcement of the match was being over was announced. <laughs> He just kept striking till the real Link fell to the ground. Real Link? He's here now? <laughs> Soon enough, round two started. Link again tried to back away from the fight, but his opposite just kept coming. Attacking with what seemed to come to no end. I tried to fight him off again, but I lost. This time, when he beat me, he didn't stop. This time, he ran through with it. This time, he ran Link through with his sword like six times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like six times? Totally. Oh my God. Before letting him fall to the ground. That's not part of his moveset. That, that's totally here, not me. I thought to myself. The screen didn't fade to the game over screen, though. Link's shadow looked up from the victim and right to me. I was honestly really effing scared now. But this was just a game. No, a hack. That's the only explanation. My train of thought was cut off by someone speaking. Are you scared? It said. I looked around to see who it was. But then I turned back to my monitor to find Link's shadow with a zero now for the O and shadow, staring at me, his whole face taking up the screen. Are you scared? He repeated. I hesitantly shook my head. Are you sure? He asked. I shook my head again. He smiled. Are you having fun, Carter? He asked. Did you have fun beating everyone here, senseless? Okay, so it was your turn. He's turning into like a Goosebumps villain. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, I said, moving away from the keyboard. <coughs> Wasn't it fun? Who knows? Is that it? Your turn. Your what? No, no, it's, it's your turn. turn. It's your turn. Oh, that's how quick it goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where am I at? <laughs> oh, this panel is going to hell and back. Speaking of hell. What the hell do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit.
I just want to make sure you're having fun. You seem to like the game, so I made it just for you. <laughs> Thank you. This was getting disturbing. He flashed another grim smile at me. I quickly closed the game and deleted it. I deleted the image I saved too. I don't know what was wrong with the game, but if, <laughs> but if it was part of the apparently not. But if it was just part of a sick joke, it wasn't funny. I don't know. I think this is hilarious. <laughs> a few hours later, my friend logged back on. I quickly messaged him, demanding to know why he gave me something so sick. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Don't feed me that bullshit, I snapped. <laughs> what did you do with this game? I sent his, uh, you sent a heck piece of shit to scare me. <laughs> Dude, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Are you talking about the Soul Caliber? The Soul Caliber. <laughs> <laughs> no, Soul Caliber 2? Yes, the game knew my name and everything. Uh, okay. Okay. Dude, that was wrong. Okay, okay, whatever. I told you, I just found it on my laptop. Okay. I decided I deleted the game after I sent it to you, so I don't know what you're talking about. Isn't this your, like, favorite game? Didn't we establish that he, this guy loves Soul Calibur? I thought yeah. that was the case. It was, like, his character trait. His only one. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say more, but he'd just think I was crazy. I logged out of Skype and shut off my computer by pressing the power button for three seconds. <laughs> I added that, but he did. It was late again, so I figured I'd go to bed. <clears throat> that night, I could barely get a wink of sleep. I kept waking up from a bunch of nightmares, and they were all of that damn game. Each time, I was a different character that was beaten nearly to death by Link's shadow. Each time, he would laugh and hack at me till, with his sword till I woke myself up. This never ended. It's been four months since I played the game. And all my dreams are the same. They're all just full of Link's shadow murdering me, laughing with those pure red eyes of his beaming into me. I've looked for help from psychiatrists and whatever other help I could <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Ever since that damn game, I can't sleep. Now I'm seeing Link's shadow everywhere I go, like he's stalking me. Usually shaking my head and closing my eyes work, and I realize it's just a hallucination. I think he's looking for me. I don't know why, but he seems bent on tormenting me. But it's hard to be sure anymore. So please, take this as a warning. Believe me or not, Soul Calibur 2 is evil. <laughs> Even if you have an old copy, Link's shadow is there. And if you see him, he won't ever leave you alone. Oh! <laughs> and that's it. Could, could we get the lights on somehow? Could someone like, thank you, Mr. Eckhart. 
All so, right. follow us to the game room. Let's have a Soul Calibur 2 tournament. <laughs> there was a distinct lack of Yoshimitsu in that story. I am disappointed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left, so do we want to talk about the story real quick? Is there anything really to talk about? Uh, hey, hey, remember. I remember at one point saying, hey, remember how Ben Drowned was a really good story and it was so good that a bunch of people wanted to copy it? <laughs> yeah. That, the story is trying to copy Ben Drowned pretty desperately right down to it being Link. In terms of a pasta rating, I would say someone tried to emulate the best pasta in the world and you get it and you're like, I think you've missed some of the ingredients here and put way too much, um, what, what, what is this? Pawn shop. Yeah, pawn shop. Too much pawn shop. In, in too much pawn shop. It's kind of like from Elf when Buddy puts the maple syrup into the spaghetti. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Okay, should we, leave, oh, should we open it up to questions? Uh, I, I do have a question. Uh, ha hands down. Hands up if you have seen Boogie Pop Phantom. Okay, I, I have... I saw two hands go up specifically. I know the first two hands. I have these prints of, uh, that I made of Slender Man. Uh, if you raised your hand, I know there was a hand like right here, and I have this print to give out to that, and there was like one more hand over there. So if you would put your hand back up, I could... Boogie Pop Phantom? I like Boogie Pop Phantom a lot. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys just got Slender Man pictures. Congratulations, you won! You won! Yeah. Okay, now we can we can open up to questions. If anyone has any questions, yes, sir, back there. That's a good question. Uh, if Link, the question was, if Link is completely black, how can you see him smile? I mean. I'd, it's a haunted game, I just assume people he, do. He wasn't Banta black. <laughs> it was all different shades of black. About 50. We have here. How? Kind of more general question. So sometimes I go on Green Pasta because I've read like, some really good ones. And I try and like find more because it's, they're fun to read. But more often than not, they're just really shitty. Yes. How do I, is there a good way to go about finding the good ones? Um, um, I feel like I'm going to be shameless here. Our show is usually a pretty good moniker of that. Like what's potentially good and what doesn't. We, we do a lot of the grunt work for people. We have dug through a lot and it has scarred my soul very deeply. <laughs> um, however, um, I found that just straight up creepypasta.com is pretty reliable if you keep it based on the ratings. The ratings can't always be trusted though. Like. Um, personal opinion, um, oh yeah, Huntsville Camping, who's familiar with Huntsville Camping Trip as a story? A couple of, three, three or four hands, alright, who likes Huntsville Camping Trip as a story? That's the, my point exactly. That's the proper amount of hands. My point exactly. I, I, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. It's um, great. 
another plug that we could do for that is there is a place called Too Spooky, which is a forum site. Uh, how many of you know Slime Beast? Okay. Know about uh, Abandoned by Disney. There we go. That's, that's the man. writer for Abandoned by Disney. The and writer for Abandoned by Disney has a website called Too Spooky where people go to uh, critique and write their own stories. And there's a nice little writing circle there that has a lot of quality content on it. It's small, but it's really worth going to if you like these kinds of stories. Also, um, he's a good friend of ours, and he joins us on the uh, Undercooked Analysis quite a bit. So if you want to hear his opinion on creepypasta, feel free to listen. Uh, I saw a couple other hands. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> He's in Soul Calibur 2, isn't he? What, Yoshi? Yoshi? No, Yoshimitsu. I thought we were talking about Yoshimitsu. No, I just mean Yoshi. Just Yoshi. Oh, that's an entirely different Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> that Yoshi. I, I don't think he... I don't know. I smell a fan I think yes. you need to write that. Write that creepypasta. Okay. Uh, any, anyone else? Mm, well, we could always talk about... Because unfortunately, we do not have enough. I don't think we have enough time to read another one unless we just really sped through it. Yeah, we don't. But but what are we doing? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What? What? No. Okay. So here's what we're going to do after this. We are going to go to uh, the big bar on two. And any of you who want to come over and sit around, we are going to read the other three train wrecks that we picked out. <laughs> so if you want to come and join in and do it popcorn style just like we were doing right now, we'll probably, man, there's a lot of people here. If we all come, we can all get our own paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We've never done this before. Honestly, um, one of the reasons I'm really pleased is uh, just seeing how many people turned out. So really, thank you. Thank you, guys. This is great. You know how to make a couple of random Californians and a few natives feel welcome. We also have business cards up front, so um, if you'd like to come and grab some, feel free to. Uh, uh, or and also feel free to check us out. Um, David, you want to plug yourself? You can. Uh, I think if we just plugged ourselves for an hour. Yeah. We, that's that's basically what this is. Where to find us? Uh, if you want to listen to uh, Midnight Marinara and Undercooked Analysis, you can find it at uh, BenViewNetwork.com slash Midnight Marinara. It's on YouTube under Midnight Marinara, and you can find it also on Twitter, Tumblr, under the same thing. Twitter handle is Scary Sauce, because Midnight Marinara was too big to fit on there. I thought, hey, why not? <laughs> so those are the places you can find uh, the show, and the majority of us, all of us here, have been on it in some way, shape, or form. So that's uh, that part of it. I'll pass this off. Uh, we also all do separate work. Um, I also host another podcast called The Artistry, where um, I actually help uh, creative individuals uh, try to like progress themselves into um, uh, into the industry. Um, so I'll interview creative professionals and ask, "How did you get there? Where did you come? Uh, like, how did you came to be?" Uh, any, this, any creative. Any creative. This includes artists, writers, etc. And then another thing that I do is I'll interview people who show great potential and interview them for my podcast so people can listen and say, oh, I'd like to listen to them or see what they do. Um, 
Also, uh, I uh, I give general advice if you'd like to email me um, as well. My interview or my email is uh, canarytrobot at gmail.com. So I correct resumes. I can. Um, I also read cover letters. I edit it and such. So. There's a lot of people here, Kayla. Be careful. I know. I know. I know. Um, I'm Chelsea Colmer. Yeah. I, uh, I we, we introduce ourselves at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, one more time for good measure. Just in case they forgot me. Aww. Well, that link was distracted. <laughs> um, I just illustrate things. So if you want me to draw anything for you, just... Come to me, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. I'm dead palette, and there are my business cards. They're really thick. I got business they cards. They're really good. They're, they're, <laughs> got to open up some room in your pocket, in your wallet for that. And I'm Soberdorf. I don't do anything creepypasta related. I was the gaming expert idea here. I do uh, video game design analysis on YouTube. You can just... Type in Soberdorf and you'll find me there. They're very scholarly documentaries. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> Most efficient plug award goes to Soberdorf. Yeah, guys, want something in life. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you so much all right. for all coming out. So, guys, once again, thank you. Uh, we, uh, we do got to wrap up, but feel free to come up, say hey, and grab a card if you want, and uh, look us up, hit us up. We're always happy to talk to people. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.